You found it. No nonsense. No scripts. Real people on real issues. Hard hitting and action packed with logic, reason, and common sense. Everything you need and everything you've been looking for in a podcast. This is Dynamic Independence with Johnny Anderson, Bruce Adams, Marty Foster, and GP. Welcome to it. Let's go ahead and get started. Bruce, it's good to see you today. How are you? Helping alive. Yeah. That's good. That's good. And today we are joined by, it's a long lost friend. It's a long lost friend. Parents, put your kids to bed. Ned, how are you? I'm fine. <laughs> good night, kids. He's, <laughs> he's so modest. So it's like a typical Englishman. He's so modest. All right. Um, I want to talk about some uh, things involving the uh, the Biden speech last night. Uh, we can start with that if you guys want. We don't have to. Uh, and then there's uh, a lot. You want to you start there because you've got a lot of stuff that you've been doing research on. And I do want to spend a good percentage of time today uh, talking about that stuff. So, um, OK, Bruce, you saw the speech last night or you saw parts of it, excerpts of it. I mean, I, I jumped in about a quarter of the way through it and I was throwing up by halfway through it. And I walked out uh, three quarters of the way through it. I just couldn't do it anymore. I had to turn it off. Um, I saved myself the pain and suffering and just looked at the uh, headlines afterward, not the headline, but the um, bullet points after on what they did, um, because, I mean, it's a speech that someone else wrote for him anyway. So a hundred and ten percent. OK, let's go ahead and start with this one tonight. I'm asking each of you to reach out to your unvaccinated patients over the next two weeks and make a personal appeal to them to get the shot. America needs your personal involvement in this critical effort. Uh -huh. My message to unvaccinated Americans is this. What more is there to wait for? What more do you need to see? You in handcuffs? We've made vaccinations free, safe and convenient. Free. The vaccine is FDA approval. No. Over 200 million Americans have gotten at least one shot. No. We've been patient, but our patience is wearing thin. Oh, really? And your refusal has cost all of us. Has it now? So please do the right thing. You see, Bruce, you see, it's our fault. It's our fault. Not not the failure of the open border, not the failure of Afghanistan, which maybe we can get into some of that today. I don't know if we're going to time permitting, not the failure of everything that's happened since November 3rd. Not, not the failure of the entire administration, not the failure of D.C., not the failure of the entire illegitimate swamp. No, 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 no. See, it's all your fault. It's all your fault. Everything he said can be debunked. Everything yes. about what he said yes. about the vaccine can be debunked. Yes. He blatantly misinformed everybody there. Yeah. And that's so wrong. Yeah. Well, he went on to talk about the rest of this. Uh, people are filling up the hospitals that are unvaccinated and they're dying and they're being put on respirators and begging for the vaccine. And like he actually said that. And I'm like, dude, what planet are you living on? Like what what reality have these these lunatics created for themselves? Oh, God. Well, I said that quite a few times last night, too. Yeah, I do apologize. But no, no, it's 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 very hard. It's very hard to, you know, how many times have you bitten your lip in the past two years? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, no. what people have said. Let's um, 
Let's go to this. Uh, this is another clip he said last night about uh, those that want to travel and those that want to get on airplanes. Oh, carrot and stick. Yeah. Today, tonight, I'm announcing that the Transportation Safety Administration, the TSA, will double the fines on travelers that refuse to mask. If you break the rules, be prepared to pay. And by the way, show some respect. What? The anger you see on television toward flight attendants and others doing their job is wrong. It's ugly. Show some respect. <laughs> show some respect while he's up there talking down to you. Show some respect. What's wrong with you? I'm, uh, the, 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 I'm still stuck on the, the, the last speech where he said... Um, our patience, our patience is wearing thin. Uh-huh. He's, uh huh. Uh, excuse me, excuse me. This is about it's our health and about our lives, and you're threatening us, the American people that elected you. Mm -mm. Oh, you I mean? Oh, not the stewards of the country, the actual, you know, the people's servant. That's what they are in this country and yours. They're servants of the people. They're supposed to be there for us, not to actually funnel us in like cattle. So how come he puts himself on a pedestal up there? Well, he can because, quite frankly, uh, and I'll I'll just and I'm not the only one saying this. You got mainliners out there saying it now. Uh, this guy wasn't actually even elected. So when you outright steal a nation like this, then you have to go full totalitarian, and that's what they're doing. They talked about how Trump was this authoritarian fascist. Who's behaving like that now? Yeah, it's very true. I mean, it's just it, it's beyond reproach. I wouldn't. The one thing I wouldn't say was Trump. I mean, I'm in the UK. I I would never have seen Trump as an authoritarian fascist or whatever, or even a dictator. Basically, a lot of things he put in place that have been torn away have caused nothing but chaos. You know. And you know what the you know what the one thing they didn't pull away. What what they didn't draw uh uh pull away from all of this. What's that? Afghanistan. Pulling out of Afghanistan. That's the okay. one thing they kept. Mm-hmm. And you see how that went down. Yeah, more chaos. Mm -hmm. But see, that's what this and is. This is all a big distraction to to direct away from that. He's had a horrible oh. week at the public opinion polls. The independents have even walked away. If you're a Democrat in the United States, forget forget the Republicans. They're, they're useless. If you're a Democrat in the United States, you need the independent vote. And the independents are just leaving them in droves at, with these public opinion polls. He's down in the 30s. He's in the 30s. No president has ever recovered from being in the 30s. No president's ever recovered from that. And to be quite honest Does with you, I don't even think I don't think he's in, even in the 30s. With 40,000 watching that speech yesterday, <laughs> I don't see that. I'm serious. 40,000. Uh, uh, it's ridiculous. It's it is. To put that into perspective, it's, well, it's sad is what it is. To put that into perspective, I did the math out on that. That is 0.01% of the U.S. population. But it's a good reflection. It's a very good reflection. Yeah, is, you're right. Yeah, it is a very good reflection. And I mean, and yet it still continues on. Does he get to run the whole term? Uh, what do you mean by does he get to run the whole term? Because he hasn't run anything for a single day since he's been in there. <laughs> except for, except for what flavor of ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he is somehow stopped or... Impeached, I suppose. Yeah, uh, That's one way of stopping it, but you're not going to get that through the Congress. Uh, but no. 
that like uh, what's cocaine mitch has already said that that's off the table they're not they're not even going to do that because mitch is in the pocket of beijing so you're not going to get anything there but unless the administration is somehow and i'm not advocating for this i'm just simply saying if unless they are somehow physically removed and let out in bracelets there's really no way to stop it and we're yeah, all in the all same boat we're, we're all in the same boat you guys got the wool pulled over your eyes with Boris Johnson. What a disappointment that guy's turned out to be. They have a Whoa. majority government, so they don't need any permission to do anything. You've got the same thing that happened down in Australia with the Morrison government that they've been consolidating over the last few years. They're locked in. They can't move. And the same thing in a lot of these European countries. They've got well, either one or both of the top parties that are captured at the top, and they control the narratives on what goes on in these countries. So they hold a majority in these countries, except for Brazil. They don't have Brazil with Bolsonaro. The, yeah, the thing is, the thing is, what has been achieved is what was wanted. Now it's let the political chaos go ahead because the politicians, especially within the UK, are now just going to wrangle for political benefit about and use COVID as a tool and not think about the outcome of it all now. They're just going to fight over scraps and they're going to try and get the governing body out and the governing body is going to try something else. And you're going to have a year to two years of rabbiting going nowhere. But the only thing you've got to look at once again is to see what they don't argue about. And then you know where they're going, especially in this country. What they argue about, forget about that bit. What they don't argue about and what they agree on will get pushed through. And that's Mm -hmm. the political scene. And that Mm -hmm. is the political scene. And we're back to that again until somebody comes up with another disaster or another thing somewhere in the world. Oh, and another one's coming. Another one's coming. They're they're setting the stage for it now. Another one is coming. Okay, so I want to get to one last point here. This was out on CNN today. I was telling you guys about this before we started. And as soon as I mentioned it to the two other gentlemen here, the conversation just erupted and the argument started getting thrown around left and right. Bruce, do you remember Dr. Liana Wynn? You know, the one that said, well, uh, if we open things up and we don't tie it to vaccination status, well, then what's the carrot going to be? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, that one. The one that ran Planned Parenthood. Yeah, that one. The one who's a communist Chinese agent. That one. Yes. She was on CNN. She's there. She's one of their medical analysts, you know, medical analysts. So uh, she's the doctor. You need to listen to her, right? She's the doctor. I absolutely think we should have that requirement. I think it was a major oversight on the part of the Biden administration to not issue this yesterday. And we have to talk about the reason. The reason isn't so much that we need to keep our our train travel and plane travel even safer. They are pretty safe, although I definitely think that having a vaccine requirement would make it even safer and probably encourage many people who are vaccinated or who have young kids and want to protect them. Um, Maybe it'll help to encourage those people to start traveling again. But there's an even bigger reason, too, which is I think we really need to make it clear that there are privileges associated with being an American. If you wish to have these privileges, you need to get vaccinated. Travel and having the right to travel in our state. It's not a constitutional right, as far as I I know, to to board a plane. And so saying that if you want to stay unvaccinated, that's your choice. But if you want to travel, you better go get that vaccine. Dr. Wen, Jeffrey, thanks so much. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. That that was, uh, yeah, th- she was on there with uh, Jeffrey Tubin, you know, the guy that was, um, well, he was taking care of himself on the Zoom call uh, that day and he got fired. Uh, but yeah, he was, yeah. So uh, 
they they hired him again. Uh, you <laughs> should you should be happy. Again. They they did hire him again. They did yeah. hire him again. Yeah. So I mean, at least yeah. well, he he was working for someone else, and they fired him. But CNN hired him because I guess what what are you guys running a charity over there or something? I'm not sure. But anyway. Um, you need to get vaccinated in order to travel between states. As far as she knows, interstate travel is not covered by the Constitution. Uh, the Commerce Clause lady, just like to throw that in there. We can't stop people from traveling from state to state. You, you can't do that. There's no way. And even if you could, even if you could, there's no logistical way to stop it. There's no way to do that. Have you seen how many roads and back roads and everything else that there are that connect from state to state? You couldn't stop it even if you wanted to. Ridiculous, wasn't it? It is ridiculous. Well, it is. It is. Yeah, full, they have no right to ridiculous. anyway. No, they don't. They have no, no right to. But it, it's once again, we live in a society where if they can keep this going for a generation of people, it'll be implemented. And people have put up with everything for too long. You have got a majority that give it. Um, Oh, well, that's the way it is. But you can't afford to be like that because it's the future you're talking about. This is why they're going so hard after the kids, uh, because if you can get that generation, if you can get them in a sense of normalization with the masks and the social distancing and uh, and the vaccines and all that stuff, you will get them with the permanent vaccine passports. You will get them with that. And that's why they're continuing with that. That's why their target uh, target is is very heavy. You'll have a totally different species psychologically. I agree. I agree. It's, it's not worth it. I don't know if you gentlemen caught uh, as well in there. Uh, she made mention that people that are vaccinated are afraid of traveling. I'm, I'm sorry, you're vaccinated. Why are you afraid to go and travel amongst others that are not vaccinated? I mean, clearly the administration and, and, and non-health officials have been telling you that if you get vaccinated, then you're immune to getting COVID-19. No. Um, and all the ones that have been, you know, had a dissenting opinion on this have been silenced. So clearly, I mean, you know, the, the, it's it's irrefutable that you're you're immune. Yeah, but that is so wrong because it's been publicly said from the beginning, no matter what medical part in Europe or UK. The thing the thing is, you talk about catching an airplane. Yes. Everybody say is vaccinated except the one person. So the one person walks up. And he gets tested and he does a 30 minute test or whatever. And he's clear. He goes on that plane. Everybody that's vaccinated, that vaccine, all it does is give you a higher threshold and stops the worst parts that can occur to you. It just allows your threshold to cope Mm -hmm. at present. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It doesn't stop you getting COVID. So basically that one person that's clear has put themselves at risk because the rest of the plane can be carriers. Yep. Right. It's the simplicity of it all. The one thing everybody's got to remember, that one true fact is the vaccine does not stop you getting COVID. It just gives you this umbrella effect and this threshold or your system copes with this present COVID-19. Wait, you, it will mean, possibly not help you cope with the future COVID if another one comes out. You, you, you mean that Biden's lying to me? Like it, Biden's been telling me that you're 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 immune if you just get the, for, the vaccine. Just for reference, just for reference to both of your points, just for reference. And I, I'm not disagreeing with you, Ned, not in the slightest, because I, this is everything that we've and you're giving the affirmation here of everything through your research. And that's that's dead on. I, I'm not questioning that. But you have to also take into consideration this what I'm about to play here. And it's only 10 seconds. This 
is what people in America are being told, at least the ones that are watching this. This is what they're being told by Biden. Listen, the the various shots that people are getting now cover that they're they're, You're OK. You're not going to you're not going to get covid if you have these vaccinations. Yeah. OK. Well, the quickest answer to that is why are they trying to steamroll out? Hang on. What's this booster jab then? Mm hmm. Another another payroll in. I mean, this has made thirty two point five billion for someone in a, in a short period okay. of time. You can say his name. We love him around here. <laughs> but no, I mean, basically, I mean, I think I, th- I think what we need to do here is uh, talk about some basic truths because the people have got so bogged down in hearing the rhetoric and we live in a, a system. We, we live in a big problematic system at the moment and it's a belief system you've got the people who believe what they're being told and they're quite happy to get on with it but then they also will um reiterate and then you get those that want to know and put it out there and say well they could be called naysayers or whatever but i'm not saying don't take the vaccine and i'm not saying take the vaccine because i have my choice and i ain't saying which way i went but, well, I can do. I didn't take it. Simple as that. And I refuse to for one reason. I'm healthy. Right. And the thing is, a, de- a medical dependent society is what has ruined it. No matter what, anybody can open up any medication and there'll be a chit in there saying there's going to be side effects. Yeah. And that's, that, that, that is what man has created. There's always a possibility of side effects with something. There's been an endless amount of side effects with the vaccine. And I'd like to just breeze over the top sure. and give people an idea of what, what, what's been going on. I mean, until now, no major media outlet has questioned anything about the vaccine. Why is that? We live in, or we used to live in, a society where our media made a lot out of question everything, whether it was in comedy or if somebody said something, there was already somebody to say something against it, or they brought somebody on to say something against it because it made good telly. Now it seems to be so one-sided. But if, if you think about it, a debate is about realisation. Two sides getting together in disagreement, possibly. Like when you were at college or higher education, they deliberately gave you something to talk about and they got somebody in opposition to you. Whether they believed it or not, you created that. But the idea of a debate is to actually get the answers out there. And then people from both sides could actually change their mind one way or another. But the idea is to get it out there. So some form of truth, some form of understanding could come out of it. If you do not have a naysayer to anything, you can't have a debate. If you don't have a debate, you've got a closed situation. And that is what seems to be at present. Anybody who wants to say something against it or just give out information, even the people that have, say, um, suffered something or some repercussions, uh, had the vaccine and had a really bad side effect and just want to air it out on a social media, they've been deplatformed. And psychologically, I mean, you've got people out there, you've already got a situation where people are locked down. You've got people that don't go out. And these social platforms have what taken over most of their lives. And they've been able to speak daily about the most mundane of things. And all of a sudden... These platforms aren't open to them anymore, and you're causing a, a massive stressful situation within the public, where, they, where they've suddenly lost that voice. I mean, 
because that maybe they're old, they haven't got friends and they managed to speak to people wherever, wherever, but now their platforms have been taken away from them because they wanted to say how bad they felt or I've just been through something or I hear you've been through something. But what right do we have to silence people? I mean, we all don't agree with everything, but that doesn't mean I'm not going to speak to somebody because they've got different points of views. I like to speak to people with different points of views because the person that thinks they're right all the time, well, it's got it wrong. It's simple as that. But it helps knowledge. It helps knowledge. This is how the human race goes on. Knowledge. You compile knowledge. Um, when we live in a society where people in the medical side of things and the science things, are, are their job only exists because they're bringing papers out to do with whatever. And not all these papers are going to be right because they've written it so they can then get funding for the next thing or whatever, but they've got to produce this sort of thing. We live in a society like this. So all these come out, but then it gets debunked and somebody talks about it, even though it's once it's out there. Well, it's got to, we've got to have this rhetoric. We've got to be able to do this because if we end up going down one corridor, we're going to lose. We're going to, it's going to, you are literally going to have several really lower tiers of society and a massive gap between those who will then control everything. So kind of like a caste and system then. It's, well, yeah, it's a very dark society. Uh, that is a very dark future. And it's one we can't really afford to have, really, because we weren't designed to be cattle. We, 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 we're designed to, I mean, we're, we're in the backyard of nowhere and there's so much to do. There's so much in the future. And the problem is we're such, we don't live for long. And that is one of our major problems. We don't live for long and nobody gives a monkeys because it's the next generation's problem. And a lot of the attitude is like that. Yeah. And it's got that way and it's, it's sad. It's sad. And I see th there's people that are in control that are ruining the future. There are a few visionaries, but we, we need it. We, we, we need visionaries. We, we, we need not to be locked away because what happens when in the past, in history, when you get too much oppression, you eventually get some cataclysmic explosion from humanity, and it's not very nice. No, it's not. They, uh, yeah, but, those people that are downtrodden eventually fight back in the wrong way. Yeah, yeah. and that the thing is, is you say we're not meant to be locked away. We're being locked away because they're scared. That's why we're being locked away. Yeah, because they, they're frightened of losing what they've got hold of. They're going to lose it. It's not a matter of whether or not they're going to. It's just a matter of when. Uh, yes, because it's it's cost. already yeah it's going to be the cost of it is what it's going to be because yeah, quite frankly the politicians I really don't give to two shakes of monkeys whatever you want to call it I, I really don't care I, I don't care what happens to them I don't care what happens to the corporation heads I don't care what happens to the foundations I don't care what happens to the central banks because well they, because they're all self self serving they, they are actually have lost. They, they have lost the way, whereas they have people used to think, even if you went to a bank, I mean, I, I mean, I went, I, I've been to a, a bank in my past what, and they were there to help out. Now they're not so helpful. Um, and, mm -hmm. But you've got to know your way around them and you've got to be on the positive footing for them. If they think it's their worthwhile, they'll do whatever you want. Right. But to the I majority was, of people, they don't. Yeah, I was thinking more along the lines of like the central banking establishments. So when I say central central banking establishments, I'm talking about names like Rothschild, Rockefeller, yes, you know, know. these know. these institutions. Because yeah, in sure. the end, in the end, their time is going to come. Their time is going to come. We've been to a point now where 
we have the free flow of information. Past generations didn't have that. We have the ability now to see who the people are and what the problem is. We have the ability to see that. It's just a matter of, as you said, people willing to be able to to want to see it. Well, but the one when I thing, see the one go on. When, when I see the protests here, no, I, I just want to say this one thing. When, when I see the protests here, I see people walking down the streets with not only the politicians carrying placards with their with their politicians in prison stripes. I see them walking down the streets with down with the banks, down with social credit, down with the World Economic Forum, down with Klaus Schwab, Bill Gates in prison stripes. People know who the problem is. Oh, yeah. No, that's very true. And the thing is, the one thing they cannot take away from the people is their ability to work the digital world, because that is the one Achilles heel that does frighten them. Because since they took the gold reserves away, money meant nothing. And they thought they could endlessly have this digital bubble or several bubbles above their head and they could manipulate money as such or whatever. I mean, COVID is um, outstanding. The, I mean, if you think about it, this world was only having a trade of, say, 30 to 50 trillion on a global level. And yet you've got two bubbles above that several years ago. That was one was permanent debt and one was non-permanent debt. And they were in hundreds of trillions. Now, can you imagine what COVID has done to that? This is just digital mayhem. And somewhere along the line, all it takes is somebody somewhere to rip the digital mat out from under them or from anybody, and you've got chaos. And that is the big thing they're frightened of, cyber attacks and stuff like that. Yeah, of course, because it's, it's the one thing that could, if you will get cyber terrorists, because basically when you take the physical away from everybody and you push them too far, you will get, whether it's one country against another who feels like they're being manipulated and it doesn't take much, or you'll get somebody somewhere, some genius somewhere who will go, well, I don't care. And they will pull everything down they can. And that, and if that happens, that is, oof, oh, I hate the thing. You, you'll be, um, I don't know. I mean, it, it's, it's been thought of before. It's happened before. I believe in America you had, was it the East Coast fuel depots and stuff went offline mm -hmm. and everything? And mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. And that was blamed on Russia, was it? I can't a, a, remember. A but Russian, it was, yeah. It was yeah, a hacking but, firm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so somebody managed to do that and cause a lot of mayhem. You're talking exponentially the ability of people to do all manner of things. And that is the only thing that frightens them. That is because everything is digital. Everything now is digital. Yeah. Money is digital. It just does not exist because they've used and abused it in such large amounts that it, it doesn't exist at that level. No, we're throwing it's trillions gone, around it, it, now. I mean, it's just yeah. like it's nothing. Yeah, exactly. The, and, the other thing uh, to, to go on what you're saying about the, the digital pandemic, as Klaus Schwab has said, um, the. <laughs> The um, cyber pandemic, yeah, cyber, yeah, cyber pandemic. Our government here in the U.S. is saying they want to centralize a cryptocurrency type, you know, a a um, digital currency that's ran by the state, and effectively all that extra debt that we have, we'll just be able to burn it off when they convert all of your money to digital currency. We'll be able to burn a lot of that debt off. Uh, so they can burn it off now. Why don't they triage it if now? Money, it Exactly. If money does not exist, 
you can write it off. If it's all in a digital whatever, they could actually write it off. The Federal Reserve Bank this week just expanded their balance sheet by six trillion dollars. Six trillion dollars. That, that's signature. that. Yeah. On because of what? Be, because of what? A, a bunch of a, a bunch of disgusting sellout politicians are in there going to send us into the poorhouse. Six trillion dollars. <laughs> it's ridiculous. They they haven't haven't got they haven't got a. Clue. It's just um, it's the banks. It's, it's the, the banks. The, the, the banks are spending out of control. Play. Yeah, the, the, the banks are spending out of control. It's the same thing with uh, with the governments and COVID. They're in a tailspin. The wheels have come off of that thing. They're having to do vaccine passports. The, the central banks are out of control. They're writing out trillions now, saying, "Here, governments, mm. just take this." Last night, last night in the uh, in the whatever if you want to call that a speech or whatever, Biden said he's extending the small business loan several years up to five years, two years until you have to pay it back. But he's extending it from 500,000 to 2 million to cope with the problems that the pandemic has caused your small business to increase your inventory and to hire more staff in the wake of the labor shortage because you have to let unvaccinated people go. All that is, Mm -hmm. is a way for the government to come in with the central banks and buy out your business and shut you down. That's meant to give you an amount of money that you can never pay back that you'll never mm-hmm. be able to pay back because they will never reopen the economy to allow you to work freely within that system. That's all that's designed to do. Well, it's right. I mean, I mean, how this is something I don't understand. You see adverts on the telly in the, in the UK, and the, it, it's incredible. I mean, somebody goes, "Oh, what's your what's your credit balance?" Now these people haven't got money. Mm-hmm. Well, the reason they haven't got a credit balance or whatever is because they haven't got the money. But oh, if you've got this app. Your credit balance could be good. I then people will lend you money. Oh, okay. But what does that actually? Where does that actually put them? You could actually get furniture. You could actually do this. You could actually do that. You could. They've put themselves in debt, and that is exactly like you say. That is where they want everybody. They want to. The person who owns the debt owns everything, and that's why it is. And I'm sorry that that is a money lender, shark, stroke, underworld sort of naughty way of doing things, isn't it? It is. It is. It's to it's to give you that exchange. You, as you said, like the, the people that watch this stuff, they don't have any money. But yet someone's willing to trade them a more comfy, cozy lifestyle for some debt. So people yeah. people take to that. And it, it's it's interesting you say that because I actually I remember reading that that system that you're talking about was actually established it was brought up to the you know to the mainstream in the UK right around the time the second world war was concluding and a lot of people at least some different historians that I've uh, I've read about in the UK during that time a lot of people are under the impression that this is a way that a lot of people were able to improve their quality of life uh, in the UK as as to you know do these types of things these these schemes like you're talking about or, or do you, would you say that's not accurate well it's it used to be called higher purchase on the never never. You paid back mm-hmm. in trips and drabs, and that's mm-hmm. the way of doing it. So you, you managed to have whatever you like. But, but people tend not everybody managed it because you had those people that went around that debt collectors came around and knocked on their door and stuff. But nowadays you need to have a credit score. That's the problem. If you do not use a credit card in this country, you can then not have a credit score. And even if you've got the money. And you want to go and get something, you could be told, well, your credit score is no good, but you could be quite affluent. But because you haven't used these plastic things, like 
a lot of places, especially now, are doing that. If you wanted to uh, get a mobile phone, and I've known this has happened, and I know the person it happened to, and it wasn't me, but they went to to get um, from one of the phone companies the phone, and they went, your credit score's bad. I can pay that in cash. I can do whatever I want now. And yet they went to someone else, and they got the phone. But because it is all digital and everything like this, the credit score, so who could manipulate a credit score to say, your credit score's bad, you can't have something? Uh, I reckon that could be done quite well, quite easily. Uh But if you don't use plastic, if you do not have some form of debt, I actually looked into this and I was told with a MasterCard, you shouldn't keep it in credit because I myself used to have credit on my MasterCard because I used it online because it's easier than you don't use debit cards online. That's a a nightmare thing to do. So as a credit card, it can be as obviously got a limit on it and stuff like that. So you use it online and stuff and it's easier and it's safer. And I was told, well, that's not, that's not right. You shouldn't have that in positive. I'd rather you were in a negative. And I went, "Uh, no, thank you. And it's ridiculous because it all affects your credit score. Yeah. And they want you to have a massive credit score. Therefore, the bigger your credit score, the more data have you got? Yeah. I mean, well, credit, credit card companies, like they, they hate it because uh, they hate p- credit card companies hate people like me because I pay it off every month and yeah, w- exactly. when I use it. So I never carry a balance. Credit card companies want you to carry a balance because they make money based on the interest that you pay on that balance that you're carrying. So yeah, if you so they are if, making on your debt. Yeah, if you're paying in if you're paying with a credit card, which I mean on certain things you have to, uh, and I and I do at least for certain things that I buy. Like if I make a foreign purchase, then I have to do it on a credit card. Obviously, I'm not going to do it with a debit card. So I have to do, if I buy something from the UK, if I if I make an uh, an online purchase uh, in the UK, I have to do it with a credit card. Otherwise. Uh, I can't make the purchase. I have to do that. If I buy something from America, if I have something imported here from America, I have to do the same thing. So if it's outside of the European Union, I have to I have to use it. But again, you yeah. pay it off every month. Well, the credit card company is like, well, you pay it off all the time. I'm like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're like, well, you're not supposed I to do want, that. Supposed, I don't we'll give you a, you, yeah, we'll yeah. increase your balance. We'll, uh, we'll we'll increase your limit. We'll uh, we'll give you a better deal on interest. I'm like, no, it's fine. I, I don't need that. Yeah, you're fine. Yes, exactly. No enticement. Thank you. I'd rather use whatever but people do fall by the wayside on this and it is really naughty and it is it is they yeah. want debt and they want to own the debt and those that own the debt will control the others and that to me is crooked that actual ethos and morals it's going to happen it does happen people are in debt i mean you have a mortgage it's debt but you'd want a house but those that live beyond their means and i think covid has caused people to either give up a lot because they've had to live beyond their means because they haven't especially those that have had businesses and small businesses and stuff like that that have fallen by the wayside and uh and they've got loans and they haven't looked into it properly because they were misinformed but like we knew it was going to take best part of 18 months and we did put our voices out there and yet the governments didn't tell them that they just went from one lockdown to another and said yeah we can give you a loan and most of them ended up in debt and a lot of businesses went out. And a lot of individuals, um, even though, I mean, in this country you're furloughed and that, but in a lot of countries, there's a lot of people out there that lost a lot of money and lost their capital because they had to use it to actually survive. Mm-hmm. And it is just morally, the, th- the thing is, this is what we've lost, ethics and morals. This is just, this, this is 
what we have lost, I mean, it's all your sense of community. Yeah. And your morals and ethics have just got out the window because mm-hmm. everybody's just doing as they're told. And the frighteners are still on. With people like Biden misinforming everybody about, well, this vaccine is a cure. No, it's not. It's an umbrella. It's just that little, somebody called it a crash helmet. I don't see what they mean. It's just a crash helmet. So do you want uh, to get into yeah. you want to get into some more of the uh, the research that you got there uh, that you found because well, I, uh, I as mean, we drift yeah, back into the the COVID talk so you you've done some in depth study about uh, about what's what the deal is uh, with this vaccine and I'm hearing well, a whole is, bunch of stuff so what do you got yeah I mean I, I mean you might have heard a lot of this I might be reiterating a lot since I've been away for a while but um, if you come down to basics I mean. If you start with the, the basic truth, I mean, your vaccine, people are saying it's a cure or whatever, but the vaccines in the past that were cures, this is more, um, let's say it's more of a genetic manipulation because it's an mRNA vaccine, right? Like a virus, when it goes into your body, it will chew up your cells and replicate itself, putting it basically. Now, this mRNA vaccine goes in there and it does use some of your cell proteins to make itself, and then it goes out to the outer part of your cells and waits, yeah? And the thing is, it's waiting there. And you've got a frightener, which you have heard and people need to know about, which is called ADE, but we'll get to that in a second. But a normal vaccine, basically an old-fashioned vaccine, you were basically injected with a weakened version of the pathogen. So your own immune system saw it, got used to it, and fought against it. Now, that is how the old vaccines that have worked and actually have been successful. So you're talking like, but, pol- just for clarification, you're talking like uh, polio and, and measles and, and things pox, like that. Smallpox. Uh, all yeah. the way down. And these immunizations have, like nature, worked over a long period of time, and it gets there, yeah? This mRNA is a genetic leap. It's unproven, and where Biden said it had FDA approval, it has never been fully approved before it was rolled out. And it still hasn't been approved as such, although it's been pushed by every political corner you can think of. Nowhere has that was that fully approved before it was ro- wholesale. No, they just played out. They played some word games. That's all they did with it. Yeah, that's right. Now this mRNA is basically what they call a spike protein. That is that that bit, and that's what's affecting people because it's people become allergic. There's been so many side effects from it. Don't get me wrong; it's highly effective with helping you cope, but it seems to be safe and it seems to help stop you catching COVID because it's like, it's a plaster. It's not a cure. Yeah. If you want to put it simple terms. So you don't seem to suffer from any bad things about, you know, some really extreme things. And that's what it does. It does not stop you getting COVID. And there's an interesting thing that came out from Yale University, actually, because they were studying it and there used to be a group there that was studying the common cold. And if you've got a common cold, it used to give you, and you were hit by a influenza at the time, like flu, the cold had already got your body triggered and you didn't suffer from the flu when everybody around you could. And the cold, the common cold, helped you against COVID in the same way. So if you had a common cold and COVID was going around, that'd kick it. But it doesn't work the other way around as if you, if you get COVID and then you sort of got a common cold virus. So it's one way or another. So the common cold, which a lot of people have seen as the holy grail, let's get rid of the common cold because it's all changed. No, it's part of nature's way. It's part of actually 
it does help against influenza. It actually helps against COVID. It, it, it helps your actual immune system. And that has been one of the really interesting things that have come out from it because they thought they were already looking into it against influenza. And then they looked against it against COVID and they went, it's doing the same thing. So why are we pushing this and pushing this and pushing this? Because it's not actually a cure. It's actually just an umbrella. It's, it is literally a plaster. So now you've got something that hasn't got full regulatory control pushed out there. We've only got knowledge of short-term effects because it hasn't, this vaccine hasn't been out long enough. And, oh, I don't know how to put this, safety data, I suppose you can call it. Safety data is limited because it's short-term. That's obvious. So unless a person hasn't got been inoculated, you don't really know what's going to happen to you. So if you've been vaccinated, you don't know if there's any long-term effects. Okay. So once again, why push it? Always ask. I mean, I can't it, it, reiterate it enough. The more I talk, and I'll talk about different things, the one thing you've always got to come back for, back to that one issue. It's not a cure. It doesn't stop you getting COVID. So why are they pushing it? That is something everybody's got to ask themselves. And that is the starting point where they should all start from. Why? Why this? And especially, why should we give it to our children? I mean, children and the young adults in this world have really They've got their, their immune systems. It, it's always learning. Their bodies are learning at a massive rate. It's like their brain's absorbing knowledge. Their systems are kicking in. It's learning all the time. You put this vaccine in there and you don't know what the effects are. If it's, it, it, it's like if it's doing something for you that you don't have to do, does that mean your system's going to not learn or it's going to unlearn something? We don't know what, what the effects are. So they should leave. I mean, the younger generations alone, because they've got puberty. They've got all these changes to go through, and you don't want to really throw this in there because you've got really extreme side effects. Um, trying to think. You've got four big, say four big side effects. I mean, in, in young men, the worst one for young men has been basically like an inflammation of the heart. Yeah. Uh, yeah, myocardial. I don't know why. Yes. And that. That basically affects young men more more than not, but that could actually depend on on your healthy state. I mean, we've lived, our biggest problem is a lot of humanity is not in a healthy state because we have become medically dependent, right? And and they, bad they, food and uh, what, yeah, bad and when they think they're healthy, yeah. when they think they're healthy, and then somebody goes, "Whoa, I thought they were healthy. They used to run five miles a day, jog down the road, and had a heart attack." <laughs> There's a lot of things in there that is on top of just hey. I can do this. I'll do this. I'll do this. It's, it's, it's a way of life. It's how you are. Yeah. You got to eat correctly. You do, what you, you take in. Yes, it's stuff. a whole lot of things. Yeah, and it's a state of mind as well. It's a state of mind as well. Stress is a yeah. massive killer. Stress yeah. is a massive killer, and they've just spent uh, over a year totally stressed out, and people are still getting stressed, and now they're still being threatened. The stress levels are far too high. One thing I would like to say, though, we have got government bodies like one in the UK. We have got one in America, and up, I think up until June this year, they had some numbers issued. Now, one of the blokes in the FDA, I'm trying to think of his name for a minute. I actually, would it happen uh, to be Paul, Paul, happen? Paul, Paul Offit? Paul uh, Offit. Okay, I hadn't heard that one. I was going to say Doctor. No, no. In one of the early, well, he was one of the ones in the early days, and he went, "Oh, there'll be one or two in a million severe effects." Oh, yes. So yeah, I remember go, that. Go now. with a vaccine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah? So go, go with a vaccine. Now, one, one, in, one or two in a million. Yeah, that sounds really good. So out it rolls. Out it rolls. And yet the FDA did not 
guarantee it and didn't say it was brilliant, didn't say it, didn't enforce it, whatever. And for some reason, the FDA used to stop things. They didn't stop this. So in the UK, let's see what we reported by government agencies up to June this year. There has been 1,007,353 adverse effects. Now, these adverse effects include seizures, paralysis, blindness, strokes, blood clots, and acute cardiac events, which covers a lot of things. Although there's been loads more minor ones, and this number also includes 1,403 fatalities, right? Now, if you think there's about 66 million people in the UK, and we've done, what, about 38 million people have had both jabs by then, that equates to one in 38 people. That's if you're going by that the official does, government numbers, though. I, I don't, I don't buy those. Going by I don't official. buy those numbers. No, yeah, no, no, no. Numbers. That's going by. Yeah, that's going by efficient. That's what they're feeding out. Yeah. Now we know for a fact that it could be worse, but one in thirty-eight is a lot different from one in two in the million, isn't it? Right. Right. I mean, that is exponentially. This is what I mean. This has gone exponentially mad. Yeah. Even by their own figures. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, in America, I mean. Basically, the reporting agency is the Medical and Healthcare Products Registry Agency, yeah? Now, in the US, you've got one called the Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System. Yeah. Yeah? Now, they've reported similar effects. Okay. We know that what gets reported and what doesn't get reported is two different things. The number of vaccines with both jabs is unknown because they didn't issue the proper numbers by then. What is known, though, you had 11,405 fatalities. Due to the vaccine, this isn't due to COVID. This is due to the vaccine. That doesn't mean you've got you could have an endless amount of severe things. But these are just actual deaths. I mean, and but we're talking what they said at the beginning and what actually happened. The numbers are exponentially over there, and this thing is. I mean, that that is. There's a lot of people. I mean, we we would never like to lose someone near to us, and if that happens, it's only then somebody steps up and goes, "Why." I mean, it's, we've, we, it's, I mean, I mean, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. I, I mean, the cognitive dissonance here is unlike anything I've ever seen or or even read about. I was listening to somebody call into a podcast one day, and they were literally in the funeral procession for their mother, and she was she was livid. She was livid. She had talked to her mother, who was you know 60, 70 years old, whatever you know in the in the high age bracket, and she had said that she had pretty much convinced her mother to not go and get that vaccine. Don't go do it. Uh, there's no need to. There's there's no reason for that. You're a healthy, you're a healthy woman. Otherwise, I mean, a couple of things here and there, but nothing major. But her brother had gone and convinced their mother to go and get it done. And she was dead within 14 days. Yep. And the point I'm trying to make here is, is that she obviously blames her brother for the fact that their mother is now dead. And he says... Well, it's just the way that things are sometimes. Really? Really. Well, that's not, I mean, oh, God. Um, you see, the, 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 I mean, that's just so one case, got, but I'm just giving giving you an example of, of the type of mentality yeah, but we're, it, we're up but against every case, for every case that you hear, how many don't you hear? That is, uh, that's always yeah. been the question of the point. So everyone that actually gets out there, something has to happen for somebody to shout about it. But there's so many that are, like you just said, a quote, well, that's the way things are. That's how it happens. It's just a number. No, this is people. These are people. These are lives. And we don't want to turn into a number. Nobody wants to be a number. I mean, I don't want anybody that I don't even know to be a number. I mean, when we 
if we think down those lines, it's just, where does it stop? I mean, you've got, okay, we say there's been a lot about this, this paralyzing new neurological t- uh, conditions, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, now, you've obviously mentioned myocarditis, which is yeah. as well another heart, yeah? Heart inflammation. You've got severe allergic reactions. Now, there are countries that are doing more in-depth looks into the individual basis now before they give the vaccine because there's been so many allergic reactions to it. Your blood clots, I mean, blood clotting in itself, they know it's gone across the brain membrane with a lot of people. This is then causes your neurological uh, misfunctions and it affects, this is where a lot of paralysis can happen across. You start affecting the brain and the system, it can affect all sorts of things. You've got to obviously uh, the less things like thrombosis, but that is enough as it is. But you've got all forms of these effects going on, and, it, and it's, it's not justifiable. I mean, it's an endless, there's a list, it's endless, the minor effects of this. However, it's just out there. It's, we are not the same. We're not clones. We are not clones. We're not going to have the same reaction. We're an endless amount of differences depending on the climates we're brought up in, the food, like I say, the food we eat, uh, the status of the vaccine was basically created maybe under the good idea of being that umbrella to help those that medically needed it, that were at risk. What I don't get is don't push it on those that aren't. Don't push it on the youngsters nowadays. Don't push it. Give people the choice. This is where it's wrong. Why take the choice away? Why take the choice away when it doesn't actually cure anything? Why lie about it? What is, what is the ulterior motive? Yes, there'll be a lot of people out there saying, we know what that is already, but that's not what I'm here to say, this is about just feeding information out and telling people, well, this is what happened. This is what's going on. Stick to your choice. Make a choice. Have some backbone. Make a choice. Personally, I've discussed it with my daughter who is, has reached puberty and is going to school and she's going to be doing her GCSEs in this country soon. And I've explained things to her and said, well, what do you think about this? And the, uh, I mean, what have you heard and whatever? And she said, well, Dad, I don't really want to take it because I don't even know where I'm coming to go at the moment in, through puberty. I said, that's fine with me. That's fine. But when you're an adult and whatever, you will have to make a choice or whatever to, at that point of decision, how it affects your life. Because how many people that have given up their choice because they feel coerced with your carrot and stick again? If you can't, I mean, universities, will young adults not be able to go to university if they don't have the vaccination? Yes. Further education gets denied to them. Nightclubs, Scotland, there's, there's nightclubs up there that say, have you been vaccinated? Don't want you in there if you haven't. Sorry, you're stopping people socialising if you haven't had the vaccine, but the vaccine just turns you into a possible carrier and it just helps you contain this thing within you. Um, where does it stop? Where does it stop? I mean, obviously travel. What, why are you denied travel if you haven't been vaccinated against this thing? It's not helping you. I mean, maybe, just maybe, if everybody travelled around and got nature's herd immunity, that maybe you might be in a better state for it. I mean, there's a... Right, I briefly mentioned something called ADE. That is, like I mentioned to you before, and you hit it on the head straight away. Mm-hmm. It's antibody-dependent enhancement. Yeah. Right? Now, this is the massive thing that doctors and scientists are worried about at the moment. Because they don't know the long-term effects... And problem is this spike protein and this creation of the vaccine, it's changes things because it's a genetically enhanced thing. It stays 
there. And what the one of the biggest things they're worried about, and the let's say the co-producer, the one of one of the two people that actually helped create this, a Dr. Robert Malone, he actually naysayed it. He said you shouldn't use this on youngsters, mm-hmm. and he has been silenced as such yep. because basically what he's what he what he's saying is I'm going to go back to something. You see, this vaccine has come from a history of vaccines that were designed and a history of failures. Now, as you know, I th- I think we're going to see a lot of respiratory problems in the future because this is virally, genetically designed like a virus, the way it creates itself. And viruses affect the um, respiratory system eventually. And it's also a good way for the other person, like the, the carrier, to be the vector. Yes, very much so, to pass it on. Yeah. Um, it came from it's SARS COVID two or Cove two basically it was it 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 reacted the I mean the dengue virus their vaccine was the same sort of spike protein the same sort of design and that was pulled because all of these SARS vaccines etc have where people have been inoculated and used when there's a different strain of that virus come out it's Kicked your body in overdrive, and then your system starts to self-destruct because it's overreacting, and you become your worst enemy. And this is what this does because it is more specific to what it was created to fight. And viruses change; that is the nature of viruses; they evolve. And this is what this whole science and medical community are worried about. They can have what has already happened before, and they've rolled this nightmare out, and they're really worried. And this Robert Malone, this Dr. Robert Malone, basically, he in late July, he actually voiced it saying, don't give it to youngsters. Don't give it to the young adults. It was designed specifically just to help those at risk, aged, those with medical problems. It is just there as an umbrella to stop the worst effects so they survive. That is what it was for. Why is it still being rolled out? And he's silenced. He's one of the one of the two people who helped create this damn thing. Yeah. So why silence him? There's too many whys. There's too many whys here. I mean, it is a vaccinologist's nightmare. If this goes wrong or right in some dark, nasty it's, way for It's already else, gone wrong. Yeah. And they're still pushing it. You've got a head of a country called, <laughs> called Biden. And how can... How many people, what gets me is how many scientists, how many doctors within America know different to what he is saying, and yet the silence? They're afraid. Yeah. Why? They're not. Why? Well, they're afraid because they're used to working in areas of comfort. They've never tried this before. They've never tried this before. And the people that work in labs. Yeah, but people that, yeah. I agree with you, but I'm just trying to look at it from their perspective too. People that work in laboratories, they don't know how to stand up to this. They they don't know how, and they're they're looking at what's happening to others in the the medical and the scientific community that do stand up. Either they get silenced, they get ostracized, they have their funding pulled, they they're not allowed to do research papers, any of that. That is a lab person or a medical person or a scientist. That is their life's work. They spent years in universities getting degrees to be able to do this work for the rest of their lives and that would be all stripped away from them but but it, like i said i'm not i'm yeah. not disagreeing with you i'm just giving it to you no, from, no, from their I standpoint know. 
it's a very hard thing for somebody to stand up and it looks like i mean it, it's like when i was younger and i was on the underground in london i was a teenager in london and something happened on the underground and somebody's getting a bit out of hand i'd step up but i might only have been the one in the carriage that does but when one person stands up somebody else stands up too and that is what's lost we need just people that are professionals that actually i mean how can you sleep at night and listen to the rhetoric that's going on that's what gets me if you've if you've got to the point where you can actually go to work and treat people in one way knowing that there's something way out of hand going another way that must really mess you up because i don't know how people can cope with that i personally don't know it's like your world health organization it has never never actually come out with an honest reply of where it come from it's all been not quite denial it's just sort of been brushed away now we know that it was always said december 2019 and that's why it's called covid19 that supposedly it came from whatever and there's been all sorts of things said but in november there was two people at wuhan they came out from the lab with sars covid problems since then your own congress has just about labelled Fauci as a liar. And what's the interesting point is, what I found interesting was that he (laughs) verbally admits that there was a possibility that it might have come out from a lab. Mm -hmm. Now, this lab was duly funded by Chinese in America, yeah? Now, if we Uh, go back to somewhere... Well, it's actually... Well, yeah, yeah, for sure, but... We're, we're slowly working a process right now where it's actually the scope of it is larger than that. But oh, it will, but this is what I can only give information. Um, right. When we're, we're, more we're is still known, looking into when more yeah, is known and verified. Yes. Correct. Correct. But the, very, but the verification is that back in President Obama's day in 2014, yeah, your national, basically what they found out was the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases. Yeah, a division of your National Institute for Health was funding work in the labs until 2014 when President Obama banned it. So they banned it. So what happens when they banned it? We've all seen these lovely movies and whatever, and we find out. But basically, since then, money was siphoned through what they called the Eco Health Alliance, which is a New York group. And that- by a man named Peter Daszak. <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, what did they research? Hang on. The effect of animal viruses on human health and then we go back to the world health organization then we find out that professor call him a professor peter daszak was also the lead investigator of the world health organization (laughs) you couldn't make it up i know so one thing leads to another leads to another and leads to another and although i mean this is just information for us to give to the people for them to do whatever they want with but it's it, it creates a bit of a melting pot, doesn't it? You couldn't write this story if you wanted to. But everybody you know as well as I do, everybody, including especially Mr. Biden, I can't call him president because I don't think he's in charge, that they are all just facades of something darker. And it's, it's scary. It is scary. But everything that I've iterated here is based on truth and information that's available out there and stuff that has come out of the woodwork stuff as that has been known but there has been no decent rhetoric about the vaccine in this country or anything else even though in this country our scientists stood up and says well you know this doesn't actually 
cue you, it only, you know, stops the worst effects. And they vocally said that. And yet they're still rolling it out. So what is the point of something that is a plaster? And let now me, they're uh, talking about boosters. Let, let me ask you about, uh, because I, I've got something that's breaking here. Let, let me ask you about, you're asking you're asking about uh, why are they still pushing it? Well, that, that's a good question. Why are they still pushing it? And more than that, why are they pushing it on people that have already had it? I mean, you don't go out and get a flu jab after you've had the flu, do you? That doesn't make any sense. Why would you do that? No. And no. Even if you even if you go get a flu jab, that is the flu jab that is only that's available at the time is only good against five or six known yep. guest works of influenza, whereas yep. you might just get a different strain. Correct. Correct. And and this one, they're now saying herd immunity is impossible. You're never going to reach it. So why? Why even go out and do it? It's like they're giving you all of these uh, reasons why you should go and do it, but yet they're giving you no reasons why you should. It's almost like it's a, it's a double negative uh, on itself. So we're going to take all these things away from you. You can't go to all these places. You can't travel. You can't do this, that, whatever, if you don't get vaccinated. But if you do get vaccinated, well, none of these things are ever going to go away. Uh, you're going to have to have the vaccine passports. You're going to have to have the boosters. Even if you've had COVID and you've recovered from it, you still have to get vaccinated and you still have to get the boosters. Well, that so doesn't. It comes down to one amongst many control mechanisms to funnel you down a certain way of life. Yeah. 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 This it's is design technology. Yeah. This is Fauci. Now, you, you talk about Fauci. And I wanted to bring up that point because, again, like now the question is being asked on, on CNN of all places. He was on CNN just a little bit ago with Anderson Cooper and Sanjay Gupta. And he was asked the question about why people that have already had it should have to go out and take it. Listen to his response. There was a study that came out of Israel about natural immunity, and basically the headline was that natural immunity provides a lot of protection, even better than the vaccines alone. Um, how, what, are, what are people to make of that? So, so as we talk about vaccine mandates, there are, I get calls all the time. People say, I've already had COVID, I'm protected, and now the study says maybe even more protected than the vaccine alone. Should they also get the vaccine? How do you make the case to them? You know, that's a really good point, Sanjay. I don't have a really firm answer for you on that. Yeah. Case is. Doesn't have an answer. Yes. You know, Israel, if if you've had COVID, you're 10 times better 20. off. 20, actually. Well, yeah, they say 20. There's other things that say 10. So I always go for the minimum. Fair but point. It's, it's that English modesty. That's what it is. <laughs> that's because basically at the end of the day, I am healthy. I'm healthy. I'm going to live, live a long time. But the one thing that really worries me is that a bit of genetic technology that has been designed from a virus as such to combat a virus and works in a similar way to produce itself by using part of you and you are going to feel bad or have some side effects probably if it's going to actually consume a bit of maybe some of the proteins in your cells to actually make itself work, stands there on guard to really kickstart your system. Now, if it's a genetic marker that's looking for something specific, on-off switches, fine. Will it work against a future COVID that might be slightly different? Will it just go and boot your system over the top like vaccines that have been withdrawn in the past? So far, this vaccine has had more severe results than the rest of them put together. And no one's actually said that except for, hang on, Mr. Robert Malone that said, well, look, hey, you know, this, I helped design this damn thing 
And the reasons like the ones reported in the past, like the dengue virus ones and stuff like that, was because people were dying from respiratory problems that were triggered in the, by the vaccines against a slightly different virus, a virus that had changed. So are we going to see this in the future? I mean, shouldn't we actually curtail it now and just give it a, whoa, let's give it a year and see what happens. Let's just stop and accumulate our results. Let mankind get on with its way of life. De-stress it. Debunk everything. Get on with everything. Rebuild everything. Let's start. Let's give it a whole at least a year and actually see what does or does not happen. Wouldn't that be the right thing? Hey, we've done this. We've got here. We've taken a risk. Now let's see what this risk what we might have done to ourselves. Not compile it or compound it with another booster because they don't think this one's going to work against the next thing that might come out. Because it, it, it's, it's like they're pushing it too hard, too fast, mm-hmm. until something seriously bad happens. Yeah. And, it's, and, it's, and that's, that's being that predicted why, that, by Dr. Malone yeah, himself. And is, yeah. And that is why, basically, you, you, don't, you, you, you get the youngster that comes into your electrical business and you say, well, clean the workshop, listen to me, watch, watch the guys do whatever. Don't get your hands in there first. Understand what you're doing. I know you've done a course and everything, but nothing nothing accounts for experience and listen to those that have got experience and this vaccine has no experience other than a certain amount of failures so far so why don't we gain experience by giving it whoa let's stop take a breath get some experience see what happens see what if there is any fallout wouldn't that be the common sense intelligence is no good without common sense it would be all right, so let me run this one by you. In, in your opinion, based on the research that you've done, why do you think that there are only four companies doing this? You've got Pfizer, you've got Moderna, you've got uh, AstraZeneca, and you've got Johnson & Johnson. Why those four? Why? Well, I haven't actually researched to see who's actually... I There's something I gave up years ago. Many, many years ago, I got bored and I started to look into companies of because somebody said something, I went, right, okay, who owns this company? Who owns that company? Who owns this? In fact, one of the triggers was because coming from the UK, we used to have a lot of big companies here and we used to manufacture our own stuff. We had our own uh, Midlands Electricity Board, the MEB, and it's vast and they owned. And then we had loads of European companies coming in, there's a massive amount of buyouts and everything. And I wanted to know who owned things, you know, basically, is there much of my own country left? Which a lot of people, put down to identity. So I followed all these routes and whatever. And this massive amount of companies in the UK, in Europe, in America, then slowly got smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller until I got to a number of, and it was quite exhausting. I got down to 47 and I went, 47? And that is most of the worldwide companies. And I just didn't want to go any further. So there's links between just about everything down to a very, very small minority, which probably control the monetary system in the world. That's all I can say to that. So I'm, I'm actually, I'm just curious because I mean, we're just kind of tossing things around here. Let's go back to the <laughs> second world. Let, let's go back to the second world war. So you had a lot of things that we use in modern medicine, or at least what used to be modern medicine. I wouldn't call this modern medicine. This is yes, witchcraft and sorcery. Oh, yeah. We did. Uh, and, and it was based on a lot of this horrific stuff that the Nazis did in a lot of their uh, malpractices, shall we say. But we gained a lot of knowledge out of that. So 
is it and I'm just I'm just asking here because I'm I'm trying to relate it to a historical context where it, it actually put when I put it in this context, it makes sense. We have medical procedures and things now that we took from all the inhumane practices and everything that the Nazis did. We have the Nuremberg Code today because of it, which all of these governments and corporations are violating on a daily basis. Very true. Yeah. Are they taking four of the big pharma companies and throwing them onto the barbed wire? sacrificing them for the sake of advancing what they call medicine is that well, is that even a possibility no. no 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 because basically remember when i spoke to you god knows how many months ago and i bought we had that talk about vaccines and because i mm-hmm. was worried and yeah. everything seems to have come true what i said then yeah that written in law within these countries yours mine and several others is that during a pandemic no one is held accountable for deaths, especially companies. That is, That was out there, and I voiced that, and I said, that is a terrible thing, because as long as they call this the pandemic, no one will be held accountable. But given time, the only people that might raise that possibility of accountability will be the lawyers, which will have a case for and a case against, and it'll be their way of an endless money cut for themselves. And that is the only reason why. And people will still fall by the wayside. And it would be too late anyway, because once they get in there, something seriously would have had to happen. And the general consensus would have had to change where they can jump on board the wagon, if you see what I mean. So either way, I don't know. I don't think there's going to be any accountability unless there's an almighty change in society. Sad, but that's the way I see it. It is. All right. Um, Anything else? Um, what to go out with? Yeah, I don't want to. I've tried to keep it quite brief. Yeah, I mean, at the moment, what what's the fallout you got now? You've got the petty political wrangling now. I mean, in this country, they're just using it now. Yeah, using same it. everywhere. Else. Oh, uh, but yes, if you want a dark side to everything, it doesn't take much to use your imagination. And as much as all I've said is information, whatever, but. That's for people so they can choose and have choice. God's sake, they just need to grip that choice, make those decisions, not just kowtow to everything. Because at the end of the day, it's your children, your children underneath all this. Everybody with a child should be questioning this. Everybody without a child. Someone's related to somebody somewhere along the line. Okay, the vaccine works for those at risk. That's what it was designed for. And as much as anything else, if it's designed to help those at risk and it could possibly put those at risk at risk, at future risk. That is how it is. But unnecessary risk is wrong. It's unethical and it's immoral. I mean, if you really want to go down a deep hole, if it was hypothetically come out of a lab, which nobody has said officially, and it was designed and it got loose, and then somebody designed a vaccine to cope with the worst of it, was that part of somebody's plot? then that leads to a darker thing. Then you take another darker step. If they engineered one and then engineered another, humans are very good at back engineering something. So if you back engineer the vaccine to see what it triggers, why can't you then make a trigger to trigger something bad out of the vaccine and make it work whichever way you want? So you're talking like a binary weapon kind of thing? We are capable of anything. Once we've designed it, we can back engineer and forward engineer god knows what people are very capable once it's been done and they know how things work that's the way it is so now you've got something you've got a biological 
possible nightmare. I mean, and humans are capable of whatever. In the wrong hands, the nastiest of ideas is there. I mean, yeah, it's possible. And I just just hope that that isn't the road that things go down. Because, yeah, I know we live it. The thing, our biggest problem is, our biggest problem is wrong rhetoric. That mouthful of rubbish that Mr. Biden came out with there was totally wrong. But it was so wrong, it was unbelievable. I mean, if you're actually speaking to your people and these are your people and you have them, you say, and you want them to go down the line. I mean, he didn't actually go down and say, look, I've been advised that it does this or whatever, and it would be good for you to take it or whatever. It was total disregard. It was, and he said the word respect without respecting those he was speaking to. Mm-hmm. He, I mean, it's, he's obviously a mouthpiece for whoever. And that in itself is frightening because America is one of the biggest countries in the world as well, there you go. I don't even want to think about that side of things. All you have to do is but, look at Afghanistan, my friend. Well, it's one you. We need stability. We need stability. I mean, in the UK, we're on an island. We're whatever. I look out at both sides. I look at Europe. I look at America. I look at China. I look at Russia and all those other countries that are actually either being manipulated or affected in some way. Yeah, some of them just are like. So, it's like people in, on, a, on a bigger scale, whereas they will just gain, say anything, and they will just do as they're told and go, well, that's the way it is for the few big players that there are. And when we get out of the idea of giving it, well, we'll be all right. No. What about your children? What about your children's children? What about the future of mankind? Where do you see it going? When did we lose sight of it? When, when did we lose that sight, that visionary thing, the future or whatever? Nobody thinks of it, and they just don't want to hear anything. And that is the place we're in at the moment, and we got to climb out of it somehow. All we can do is put the voice out, and I'd have to say thank you, Johnny, for that, so I could actually um, just say a few words. A few words. Uh, that's uh, it's an understatement, but you know, it's um, no, you you know that this platform is is it's not my platform. This is not Bruce's platform. This is not. Marty's platform. This is all of our platform. So if you have something you want to speak on, then you're welcome here. You know, you know the times. We're here every day at the same time. You can come in here anytime you want. I know, and I'm grateful for that. And I have been away for a long time. And yes, I've been waiting for the fallout. I've been just keeping my eye to it. And like everyone else, as much as I am, you know, being a father and a husband and everything, yeah, there's just been waiting to see how it's affected life. And it's quite sad because people are just very happy yeah too but but we're we're watching the uh the, the other side of these movements very closely i mean it does seem like if you're if you were to talk to the average person that's on the street go along to get along hell i mean i was i was talking to a, a bunch of my friends today from back in the states and they're all like oh yeah just go get it you know just, just go get it just just you know it's better to just go get it and get it get it out of the way so you can just get on with things that's where they're at that's where a lot of them are at and others that I talk to, complete opposite. They're, they're right along the lines where, where we're at. We're like, this isn't right. This isn't right what's happening. You know, this, this is disgusting. When, when somebody that doesn't come up with the answers to why just uses the carrot and stick routine, you damn well know there's something wrong there and there's an ulterior motive. I mean, the carrot, you know, the carrots they've used are like money and food, parcels to those that they've used everything they could that way. And now within Western society, they use the stick. 
And who comes up with the idea that you can't socialize if you don't have a vaccine that doesn't cure? Sick people come up with that idea. And when I say sick people, I'm talking about mentally, mentally sick people. I mean, well, it just means there's an ulterior motive, but they don't even tell you why. They just tell you what you're not going to have if you don't. We don't, I don't do that to my child. I don't say, I say, well, okay, if you do something wrong, yeah, there's consequences. But if you've got a question, I'll answer it. And isn't that the right thing to do? It is the right thing to do. But you were asking the question earlier, where did we go wrong morally? Well, we have a, uh, we have a, uh, how do I put this? An old, decrepit, aging class of people, shall we say, that have never had any morals. They're just showing their face for the first time in a very long time. Yes. And it's been going on for far too long. Mm-hmm. Far too long. Yeah. And it, when, yeah, it is human nature that when they get embedded in a myopic routine and ideals, they will never see outside of it. And they will do so much self-justification at the cost of others. And that's where it gets ridiculous. It just becomes, well, eventually self-destructive, hopefully. Well, it is self-destructive. It, it is self-destructive. It's just a matter now of, of how bad the fallout of this is going to be. I mean, it, we're, we're watching the parallels. We're watching what's going on in London. We're watching what's going on in Paris. We're watching what's going on in Berlin uh, and, and in Brazil, in Sao Paulo, uh, Amsterdam, Rome, all these places. These are actually happening. The Swiss were out in the streets again last night down in Bern. And these are not small numbers. These are not small numbers. You're talking about hundreds of thousands of people on any given day hitting the streets across mainland Europe. The people in those respects are awake. The largest groups of people you're now seeing in the protest, especially in France, are the people that have been vaccinated. The people that have had the, uh, well, it's not not even, I hate to keep calling it a vaccine because that's not what it is, but the largest group they're seeing is the people that have have been uh, jabbed with this thing. And they're out there simply because, hey, wait a minute, I took the vaccine because I chose to take the vaccine because I wanted to make my own choice. All these other restrictions, I, I didn't agree to any of this. You know, like the the vaccine passports and 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 all this, you know, restricted movement, all that stuff, and uh, and closing down and all. Is they're like, we didn't agree to any of that. We, we agreed the to boosters. yeah, the, the boosters, any of that stuff. We agreed to to do our one two and and we're done, and that that's what we agreed to. We didn't agree to any of the rest of this stuff. And now they're the ones that are feeling betrayed, which you know they got lied to in the first place. But they're the ones now feeling betrayed. They're out there joining the movements in the streets against the established order. So I think that's a little glimmer of hope, wouldn't you say? Yeah. And hopefully, I mean, this, like I say, we all we know is the short-term effects that have happened so far. Hopefully, there's no long-term effects. Hopefully, it doesn't come to bite a large part of the population in the wrong direction. Um, yeah. I mean, there is some form of betrayal, but we're betrayed by the people that are supposed to be the ones, the stewards, the people that are supposed to be above it all and supposed to look after us Mm -hmm. and that makes the betrayal worse yeah doesn't it it does it does but again if you look at it from the perspective of what they want to do they want to destroy the national governments so people will demand a change they want people to demand a change and then the people that are causing this the ones that are actually financing the governments to do this to destroy themselves they're going to toddle along and say Hey, we have a solution here for you. It's called world government. This is what we need to do in order to fix it. Because we didn't have what actually caused this, uh, we're now going to have more of it. it. It's a typical suicidal European uh, type of thinking, and that's that's exactly where it's coming from. Yeah. So well, that's, well, actually, that's what they're going to play. You saw one of the first triggers of that 
when they created the, they kept the pound, they created the euro, and you had the dollar. And basically, if you've looked over time, they've tried to make that, whereas they slowly end up as an equal monetary system. Yeah. Because that was, uh, so then they could then say, well, if all three of them, the more monies we get that are equal to each other, then we can create one money towards a world thing and more control and everything else. Mm -hmm. But see, here's the problem. Yeah. yeah, see, here's the problem. Like I said about the people that are marching in the streets in Berlin, they know who the problem is. You know, they, they know where this is coming from. So you're not going to create an organization and you're not going to bring in that. You notice they're trying to give legitimacy to the United Nations. You can kind of see that as how they're they're pushing it here and they're pushing the world organization here and they're playing both sides and and they're trying to play the uh you know the non-biased uh, impartial kind of referee or whatever uh that that's that's ridiculous the united nations is is not no uh, th- that's an organization the, the united that needs to be nations have, have, has never been of any use for decades correct correct no matter where it's been it actually i mean no matter what country or whatever They've put a force or whatever. They've just, if you put it as if you were a country that was in need of help and then you agreed to a force to come in that's supposed to regulate matters and keep you safe and stop the worst things happening. And then they just sit behind their fences and just watch everything degrade around them. The, that, that, that would make you even more downtrodden. And that's basically what they've done for decades in loads of little nations around the world. They have not helped anything, have they? Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. No, you're absolutely right. And I've I've been arguing for years that even the, you know, the NATO side of things, because that's what they send in, uh, is is the NATO wing of things. (laughs) That's what they do. NATO was something that was created out of the Cold War, and it was supposed to be an alliance of nations and all the rest of it. And it's it's old, it's outdated, and, and it doesn't actually... Uh, keep with the current times of things. Uh, and it's just, it, it's a mess. We're, we're headed back down the road of exactly where we were when we had the League of Nations that put us into World War II. We're in the same predicament. Yeah, I'll be just. It's it's turned into a, a good old boys club for third world dictators. That's all it's turned into. And, and they're just getting people, I mean, if if anybody wanted to, they, they, they can, if anybody listens to conversations and they want to go, well, this is just, this has got to be rubbish. This can't be true, whatever. Well, the only thing I can say to you is if you don't think something's going wrong, when I was growing up, I had what we would have called black mates then or Asian mates or Indian or whatever, yeah? We got on with each other. We might have had nicknames for each other, but we were, we were friends or whatever. We didn't care who was what, whatever. But nowadays, they say they've given everybody a name. They've put everybody in their own separate little box and everybody now feels different to how many different others. And they've created their own form of segregation, which then creates its own form of racism. Although it doesn't exist as such, they see everybody's seeing themselves as different. Whereas, hang on a second, we're mankind, aren't we? We're all one big melting pot and we're all in this together. So why have these well, well-off minorities and whatever, still creating this vocal thing about all these different types of humanity and segregating them and causing problems. And that, if people don't actually see that, we accept each other. We, we are social creatures. We generally accept each other. 
I mean, we used to you know, you'd go down to pubs and whatever and go out and you see each other. And generally, everybody accepts each other. The kids just get on with it. The adults are keeping their segregation. The kids go to school. They don't want to know anything. They just want to play. So look at your kids. Look at your youngsters. They don't give. They wouldn't care if everybody was purple, green, orange or whatever. But why should the adults now segregate everything? They should think, look at their kids and give it. Well, yeah, they get on with it. Why can't we? We got we got to relearn it all again. Must make me fed up thinking about that, actually. Bruce, go ahead and jump in there. My God, you haven't said anything for an hour. Ah, you guys are doing great. I agree with everything that's being said. Much of what you've been saying, Ned, is, uh, you know, it just reaffirms what we've been talking about. Just to hit on the, the, the prejudice, that's what they want, though. They being the elite. The prejudice yeah, is needed. All yeah. of it is manufactured. Yeah, they need that. They need that. Uh, uh, infighting the tribalism they need that constant uh, uh friction because it 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 causes confusion it causes uh the the ability to for example we're seeing this with politicians uh you can have the constant well we tried to pass this bill but well the other side they just put up such a good resistance that uh, we're going to need more donations and more money to continue fighting them. And we need your vote. And, you know, it, it creates the ability for not only them to perpetuate this ongoing cycle of lining their pockets with money, but it also uh, causes the division. And it's just, it's all manufactured. It's all oh, it's yeah. what they want. Yeah, it is. It is better off. It is the well-off minorities that are actually manufacturing this to actually keep themselves outside of that melting pot. And that chaos, and it's the poor bugger on the street, and they are the ones that are caught in it all the time. And it is, it's ridiculous. What gets, what I don't understand is, it's obvious to see. Why are people putting up with it? Well, not, not only not only that, there's research studies and every, that, that have shown that it's the kids, they don't have prejudice. Like, it, they have to learn the prejudices. They oh, have yeah. to learn the racism. We, we've from got to relearn adults. from our kids because kids yeah. just want to play. Yeah. And if yeah. somebody don't want to play, they'll give it, well, I'm not playing with you then. Fine, I'll find somebody else. Yeah. And I don't care who it is. It could be a three-legged badger and they'd go play with it. But the thing is, all they want to do and they want to get on and that is how they learn yeah and those kids still need that freedom to do that and to teach us we learn from our kids as much as they learn from us and that is problem if the kids get taught that they are different in such a way that people look down on them or whatever no you do have children that are different you have them neurologically different you have um ASD kids, you have kids that are on ADHD levels that, that, that far off or whatever. But if you let them and you look at schools and that, no matter what, they will find a circle of friends and a circle of friends because they are supportive of each other's silly little idiosyncrasies. Some of the best humans, some of the best minds used to be eccentric, they used to call them, because they thought differently, because they were different. We all like, some of us like our own space, some of us like to socialize more than others or whatever, but we do have our own circles and we will gravitate towards our own circles. We don't need to be allotted this spot. We don't need to be put in this box. We don't need to be labeled because we quite naturally socially find our own groups and that is where it should be left because when you find your own groups and you naturally do that through meeting each other 
the levels of stress won't exist because with that group, you'll be able to de-stress. Whereas if you're forced in a direction, a wannabe direction or whatever, especially with, because all it does is create peer pressure. Oh, I think I should do this because I'm this. And how many people out there nowadays, how many kids out there don't even know whether they're coming or going? It's just, it's it's, it's a horrible chaos. And I, I am, I agree with you. It seems like there needs to be turmoil everywhere at the moment. And if they're going from one um, extreme false nightmare, whether it's, oh, COVID's over, what can we create now? Oh, look, let's bugger around with Afghanistan. Oh, let's do this. Let's do this. Then we'll push this through or we'll agree to this behind doors while everybody's looking at this. It's the ulterior motives and what's going to come out with this. I mean, because if there is no transparency, how can it be for the good of anybody? Because if it was for the good of everybody, they wouldn't hide behind the statements of, oh, they can't handle the truth. They wouldn't be able to put up with what we know. As, are you making well, reference to the... Uh... Are you making reference to the councilman that you uh, confronted? <laughs> yeah, well, that's it's not just that. It's just not one though. It's it's if it's at that level, it's at loads of levels, you know. And that's it. When do you, as a servant of the people, put yourself above? When you do that, you start to lose a plot. But you should you, know? you shouldn't even be there anymore if you're if no. you're doing that. It's you know a, a thought. This is kind of more of a a, a question and then then really. Um, um, making a statement, but um, we, we've talked about it before. Uh, children, you, they typically ask why, right? They're 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 questioning things um, and and seeking. Well, I guess it would depend on the kid as well, but seeking information on how things work, or or you know, basically speaking, by keeping us in in this constant friction, constant like if focusing, trying to get our focus on those things, we're no longer focusing on why does this work? Why does we're no longer focusing on trying to progress the human race. We're no longer trying to advance or, or we're, we're not thinking of like, uh, as a whole, we're not thinking about things to produce that could help someone's life that could, um, make it easier. We could produce more. We could, uh, you know, uh, get to space or, or, you know, those, those different things. We're too focused on infighting now and, and too focused on, uh, uh, butting heads with one another. And what, what did, uh, this, this team of, uh, uh you know, the red shirts do, what did the blue shirts do? What did, you know, we're, we're too focused on those things and no longer focusing on, like, just as we were saying earlier, not only just the social interactions, but at, at the scientific level or even at the business level, you're no longer really focusing on what can we do for one another? How can we advance as a, as a, as a race as a whole? Exactly. It's fighting. I know. They, they've lost the point of it all. Um, we are capable of something amazing. And, in, and that's not just... You see, they've created, if you, if you spoke, I mean, I, I've spoken to people and neighbors or whatever, and there's some lovely people there, but you can speak to one and I go, well, I'm not as clever as that person or I'm not clever as whatever. I go, whoa, 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 whoa. That, that's where you're wrong. It's, it's, it's like uh, my daughter says to me, well, you, you seem to know a lot and you, you haven't got to worry. You, you don't, knowledge doesn't frighten you. I mean, they say, as you get old, dad, and you're ancient, as children say. Um, you know, is no, no, knowledge doesn't worry me at all, but it doesn't mean I know everything. But don't let it frighten you because if you go 
if I send her to school with an answer or whatever about something, and I'm gonna uh, and I say, well, you'll say something to a child, and they'll say, oh, my mum and dad say this or whatever. Well, that's a different point of view. Whether you believe it or not or whatever, but if it makes you question something, find out which one is true. Yeah, and that is what this is all about: finding out what is true. And that's the simplest thing about it. Yes, there is a responsibility when you know truths about things, but this chaos is just not a good product, not a good product. And it doesn't seem like it's leading in a nice direction. No, it's not. I mean, to, to your point about truth, uh, when you know the truth, you want to share it with someone or discuss or have a discussion, a debate, what have you. Now what it's you getting to the to point. The truth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. No longer. You, you can't do that anymore. Or they're trying to make it to where you can't. Because if if I want to sit down and have a conversation with someone about, let's say, the vaccines or or um, uh, our inability to de- to decide what bathroom to use or or the the touchier topics at hand, you know, quote unquote touchier, um, you you can't do that. If you have that discussion on social media, you get you get banned. Uh, yeah, if you if you yeah. yeah yeah you get deplatformed. Yeah. If uh, you you do that in per- person, they're just going to say, well, you're a bigot or um, Who fortunately. Exactly. Who has the book of truth? Right. Who gets to decide what, what, what is true in this? You yeah, know? Exactly. I mean, it's like we've come to understand. I mean, for, for a better, for, I nearly made a pun there. I was going to say, for God's sake, because basically we are one massive family with so many different religious outlets and different ideals. And yet we've learned to live with other people's ideals. Yeah. And they are so as much the same as difference or whatever. Yeah, we questioned other people's religions if we believe in one or the other, but we still allow that information to exist. When you stop information, when you start telling people they can't speak about it, a social platform that is anti-social, I mean, that in itself doesn't make sense. I mean... That's why we have governments like uh, uh, the First Amendment here in the US and other countries have uh, similar to that freedom of expression or, you know, you, you have the freedom of speech. That's one of the reasons you have the freedom of speech is to convey those conflicting ideas, to convey those ideas that are offensive or that it's going to ruffle feathers. But, you know, you need that dichotomy. You need that interaction of information, because if you don't have the resistance, you don't learn. You, you, well, you if don't. somebody's you, not... You get the- you get the draconian scientists, don't you? Where yeah. I'm the head of this science, um, physics. I'm uh, the head of, and that's the person that's head of chemistry, and that's a person that's head of biology. Now I'm physics, and that chemistry person's a total idiot. And that was, and they were totally against each other until somebody come up with hmm, biochemistry. Now, if we actually talk to each other and pulled our information, we could go ahead in leaps and bounds. But how long did it take him to do that? Yeah. Uh, I mean, how much further along would we be? Uh, not on that, but you you run into the situation of uh, the, the the bollocks about uh, the the uh, Earth is the center of the universe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it, it, what uh, the world is flat? Uh, I'm yeah, sorry, what? The sun does go around us, doesn't it? Uh, we we do <laughs> we do orbit, yeah. I mean, and the sun orbits, so yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, Copernicus. Yeah, yeah. But uh, exactly. I mean, this is it. This is prejudice. And that is all they're creating is segregation prejudice. And that is not good. And if you prejudice the the open word, 
Are we back in 1984 again? Uh, 1984. It's one of the ones we've been talking about is uh, we we coined it the digital dark age because that's that's kind of what they're trying to shove us back into is a dark age, but they're using the digital world to enforce it. Mm, yeah. I mean, that social credit. Hill, which they might be sorry for eventually. That's the thing is uh, we have technologies coming out that we can uh, combat this. And in fact, be freer from these governments and whatnot, uh, the elite. But uh, if we don't get um, if we don't get a rein on these governments and the elite, <laughs> they're going to use it against us or they're going to just stifle it. Um, oh, yeah. I mean, blockchain, for example, the, the entire principle behind blockchain is to get away from centralized governments or centralized systems and have it spread across a large area so that it's difficult to control that, or hack. Yeah, yeah and, exactly. and now we have governments going, uh, yeah, okay, we need to regulate that and create our own. Oh yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like, um, when the stock exchange, they had too many controls, they created the hedge funds and that. And then somebody decided to do their own play. And as soon as some somebody does something different and the stock exchange has no control, they then want to create controls and keep people out of it. And this is what it is about. It is, a, it is so many different control mechanisms when they can actually tell you that you are not to question this. And if you do, I mean, it's just, it's too obvious. That's what gets me. It's too damn obvious. <laughs> And people have got to a point where they don't care. That's exactly it. And then when you try to you try to point it out to people, they're like, "You're just a conspiracy theorist, or you're just a crazy loon, or something like that." And, and it's like, or uh, yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, the, 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 <laughs> so basically, there's one person saying, "Well, what do you think of this?" or whatever. I mean, I don't really mind. This is about putting points or for points forward information that some people may not have heard about through the media which is seems to be very low point on anything interesting and saying you have the choice we're not telling you to go one way or another you have the choice but when somebody's telling you you don't have a choice don't you think it's wrong question it simple as that exactly to the anti-vaxxer point just real quick i actually welcome anti-vaxxers I, I i may disagree with you uh but i welcome that i want the questioning of the medical system of the vaccines of the i i want to constantly have that pressure of where's the data on this where's the proof where's the evidence where's the research uh because the the, the constant pressure uh, you know that's that's how we learn that's how we ensure the truth that's how we ensure exactly. you know so we finding take reality yeah, we should take a step back and see what happens. Yeah. In all honesty, that's what they should do. But there seems some ulterior motive seems to be pushing this and pushing it. Okay. In in all previous ones, whether there hasn't been a vaccine or a vaccine has failed, it's either been like, yeah, there's been pandemics before and lots of people have died. But when it's finished, it's finished. At the moment, do you know, actually, they had a word for where we are at the moment. They call it phase three. But when somebody causes it, this is phase three. Well, does that mean there's going to be a four, five, and six? And that's something I've got to look into at the moment. Why are they calling this phase three? Because uh, that means it's not over yet. To, to kind of give you a little, a little, I don't know, nudge in a direction, I guess. Uh, we, we've talked about it with the passports, the vaccine passports. Uh, they have eight slots for um, boosters. It's just, why have a booster for something that doesn't cure? 
Well, we why are in phase three. Yeah, you but said why phase have a three. boost of something? We're on, we're on shot three. <laughs> yeah, bullet. As much as I would like to continue this, I'd like to say that we're a little over on time, but we're way over on time. Uh, but that's okay. That's okay. I was expecting this to be a long one, uh, and that's that's perfectly fine. Net, thanks for being here today, man. I really appreciate that. And yeah, I'm, I'm don't, so don't wait sorry so long. Don't don't wait. Kept me out of bed. Don't wait so long <laughs> to come back. Don't wait so long to come back. I know. I, know. I, I, yeah, I've, I've missed it. Something keep me into looking into it again. And there's so many different other subjects to look into. Mm -hmm. The thing mm -hmm. is what one message I would like to give to people, just one single message, whether you're from the UK, whether you're from a European country or whether Russia, China, anywhere, America, Australia, we've got a lot of Aussie are, listeners. Yeah. Aussies, please. Go outside of your local media if it's only showing you your country's media. Look at what's happening in the rest of the world because all of that does impact everybody. And if your media is not showing you any of it, question that. I'm just going to have a peek. And it might actually raise an eyebrow or two and make you think about something. On that point, I'm going to say goodbye. Very good. We will go ahead and call this one done. So I want to thank you guys for being here today. Thank you to all the listeners. Everyone have a great weekend, and we will see you on Monday. Good night, guys.